Well, uh, we want to welcome you to our Saturday night service. Good evening, everyone. Uh, those of you that are present here locally and those that might be joining us on the internet. We're looking forward for a good weekend. I thought every single service we have had since the pandemic started has been a good service. And it's amazing that you never really keep a, a track on how important services are, but because we have been recording everything, <clears throat> the pandemic has not really hurt us. Um, it has really improved our lives. Even when there was a little hurt, it was meant to challenge our spirituality and that we can develop right. So tonight we want to welcome you again to our Saturday night. Um, we hope that your hearts are ready and your ears are open, your hearts are open, and that we anticipate a good, good night in the house of the Lord. And we want to look forward for tomorrow. Um, our lesson, our re lessons recently has dealt with so many important aspects of our Christian walk. So tonight, do you join me in prayer before we get into the worship? Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight for the privilege you've given to us that we can come before your throne of grace. Father, what can we say? We live in a world that is so uncertain. The wars, the pandemic, the pestilences and the earth well, Father, we thank you for your grace that has kept us, especially in this section of this country. Lord, we pray and ask that your mercy will continue to be upon not only us here in Mississauga, but every one of your children, Lord, and every one of our, your assemblies around the world. Lord, tonight we want to remember the folks in the Ukraine and the war that's going on. And they're suffering, many aspects of suffering, Father. But not only in Ukraine, Lord, but around the world. There are people that are suffering. And we here in North America are so privileged that, Lord, when we suffer a little, we complain. Please give us grateful hearts. And tonight we commit this service, this entire weekend before you, especially this service tonight. We pray that you'll be with us challenge our lives, Father, that this will not just be another service, but it will be a time of examination and conviction. Please, O oh God, accept you build a house. We labor in vain to build it, and accept you keep the city, even the watchman, with his greatest knowledge, will watch but in vain. Build this house and keep this city. Father, we ask in Jesus' name that you will bless every aspect of the service tonight. Amen and amen. God bless you in the worship.
Well, praise the Lord. Praise God. It is so wonderful to be in church and to sing some of these beautiful songs that we sing and to have our souls refreshed. So glad for everyone that's here and joining us. Uh, it's always a blessing uh, to be part of a group that worship God. Jesus said, he said, they that worship the Father must worship him in spirit and in truth. And uh, it has been many years since I have been part of this fellowship and this group of individuals and that's been serving God and teaching me the things that I needed to know and the lifestyle I need to live. And God has been changing our lives. And it's, it's wonderful to see the changes when you look back and you can reflect on the past years and uh, the growth that you have experienced, I've experienced, and the journey that we have gone many miles. And the Lord has given us strength to be where we are tonight. It's wonderful. I don't know how a person would ever survive without having God in their lives. I don't know how we can ever survive without a place like this that God has blessed us with. And giving us an opportunity that we can be here and worship God together. It's uh, such a great difference when we can gather together as a group. And uh, the scripture says that they that worship God must worship him in spirit and truth. For God seeketh such that would worship him. And every time we meet and we sing and we, we, uh, we have church... Uh, there is a beautiful spirit and we leave here refreshed and charged up because this world drains an individual uh, the workplace the job uh, grocery shopping dealing with uh, the public out in society drains a person and that is why we need a church that we can come back to this place and have our Batteries recharged. And God has been good. Today I, I attended a uh, memorial service of a person that passed away a year ago. Um, I don't know that person personally, um, the individual, but uh, it was a, a lady that uh, was dying of cancer. And uh, her husband... Uh, I was a friend of my sister, so they called and uh, wanted for me to pray with that individual and that person. And uh, so because of COVID, there was limitations of our visit. We couldn't go. But I recall there times in which uh, late in the night, I get a phone call that that individual, that person was in great pain and they needed prayer. And uh, we would pray. And sometimes during the day, I would pray. It reminds me of Richard when Richard was having his problem and going through his struggle and battle. And all of these happen for a reason. It happened such that, in a, such a way that would allow me to get my act together. 
when I get my act together, I need to be at a place when the scripture talks about uh, if there be any sick among you, let them call for the elders of the church. And if you call uh, at night and I'm busy watching a, a Western movie, I am not in the frame of mind to pray with you. I'll have to tell you that I'll call you back. If I, uh, if I depend on the band to play uh, a number before I can get in tune with God, then I'm not at the right place as yet. But regardless of my surrounding, regardless of where I am, if I'm in tuned, see last song we sang, I'm connected to the vine. There should always be a connection. Regardless of where I am, there should be a connection. That no matter what hour in the night you call my phone, I can answer that phone and pray with you right away. And God has been good to us. I looked at, uh, I looked at that service today and I appreciate our fellowship. I appreciate the way God has been blessing us. That person is gone. That individual is gone. The family is there. And sometimes I would get a, a call from that, uh, the husband. Uh, that uh, that it's, it's not pleasant. When you lose someone you love, it's not pleasant. I know what it is to lose a, a, a mother. Because I've lost a mother. I know what it is to lose a sister because I've lost a sister. I know what it is to lose a brother because I've lost a brother. But uh, I don't know what it is, how it feels like to lose a spouse. And uh, so many times I'll get a call from... Uh, this, uh, this gentleman, and this, uh, ask him how he's doing, he tells me that life is useless. He feels that life is absolutely useless. It's not, uh, he doesn't feel like going on because he feels lonely. And I'll spend as much time with him and, and try to encourage him. But I can't take away that scar that is in his life. The only hope that he's got and the only help that he'll receive is the Lord Jesus Christ. He provides comfort and he provides the peace and the guidance that every one of us need as we go through our struggles in life. I recall times in the past when I would watch, a, if I would watch a movie and, and like the plague and something like to that effect and I look at that and it's, um, it's really troubling when you watch something like that and thousands of people getting infected and dying of a disease and and uh, uh, before you know it, I'm not watching the television with a, in a movie, with a movie on anymore. I'm watching local news live. And that's in our time. The same thing happened with, uh, with war. You watch a, a movie with a war uh, situation. And you look at that and you can turn it off and uh, forget that. But today you turn on the television and your news, it's is live. It's no more a movie or fiction, it's, it's live. And uh, we, we need to understand that unless God helps us, we are doomed. Regardless of wars and rumors of wars, if we stay connected to the vine, we would be protected. You see, uh, uh, Cain, uh, his problem was that he departed out of the presence of God. And David made a statement in the Psalms when he said he prayed. He says, Lord, he says, take not your Holy Spirit away from me. He says, cast me not away from your presence. There is something 
very valuable uh, to every child of God when they are in the presence of God. And I can be at home and listen to the streaming and it's beautiful. It's, it's wonderful. I, I go over a, a, a lesson or a service uh, uh, once and twice and I, I glean from that. Every time I listen to it, I learn something new. And it's beautiful uh, to listen to the streaming. But there's quite a difference I find with myself. I don't know about you, but I find it different when I'm here. And when I can look you straight in the eye, I can't see your mouth anymore. I mean, it's covered. But I don't know if you're, I can see the eyes, the, 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 uh, the eyes that it looks up the eyes and I know that you're smiling. But here I can look at you and you can look at me. And I see when your hands go up and I can see when you're clapping and we can join together. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty and there is freedom and there is deliverance. And there's salvation right here in our midst. And it makes such a difference in my life. And I appreciate the Lord a whole lot when, uh, when, uh, when we are going through a, a time like this. Um, I, don't, I don't really uh, uh, spend a lot of time. It's good to know the, the news. It's good to know what's happening in current affairs. It's good to follow the news and know what's happening. But that should not hold priority in a child of God's life. For the time will come, Paul said in his writing to Timothy, he says, the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but they will heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, not that the teachers had uh, itching ears, but that the people had it, itching ears in the sense that they, they want to be taught something else, uh, not, not proper doctrine. And doctrine, uh, in the scripture does not mean to in the guided only True. or the first resurrection only doctrine simply means like we heard on Wednesday night in, in Romans the 12th chapter if we can live Romans 12 uh, we would be safe mm -hmm. and doctrine simply means that there are lessons that are given uh, might be for our time that you might not find that in, in, in scripture but for our time practical lessons that are designed to change our lives and make us a different and a better individual that our relationship with God would be stronger than ever. And that we would not be affected by circumstances or society. Uh, but uh, that's why he said, he says, Paul made a statement again in the scripture. He says that if we be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. What we see on the news might be just a wind of doctrine. Uh, social media might just be a wind of doctrine. And that is why it's very important uh, what our minds feed on. What we see would affect us. Uh, you, you see or look at something that's inappropriate before you go to bed at night. Or you listen to something that's not spiritual before you go to bed at night. And you'll find that your sleep would be a lot different. Then when you listen to the word of God or you listen to some godly songs or see something that's godly when you go to sleep. When the scripture says thy sleep shall be sweet. It simply means a child of God whose mind is stayed upon God. You see thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. And the first place we get attacked 
on is the mind. True. You see, that that's the place where the devil plays on. And uh, I don't know about you, but a lot of times when I pick my Bible up to read, I might be uh, up and, and awake all day. As soon as I pick my Bible up to read, my eyes get heavy. And I feel tired. Uh, when I want to listen to something that's godly, I find that I get tired. And uh, my mind strays. And I get distracted. And I could be, even in service, like in church, that does not mean my mind is free from the attacks of the devil. I can be right here. If Satan is so presumptuous enough to have his seat in the church, why can't he attack my mind when I'm in church? And so when I'm in church, I'm, and uh, when, the, when the, the lesson is uh, being put forward to save me, what he does, he's very subtle. And this is where distraction comes and deception comes. He's very subtle and he'll use something that I would play with my mind. You see, the mind leads and the man follows. Uh, if a mind, I'll think about now, what, uh, did I really lock my car when I came in? Uh, uh, the lesson is going forth to save me. And suddenly, uh, my mind is going out in the parking lot. Stray from exactly where God wants me to be to what uh, is a distraction. Did I lock my car? So I get up. And I go outside and I click my little remote to make sure it's locked. But I missed something that was valuable enough to save me. Or uh, I, I find when, when I'm sitting in church and then before you know it, I want to go to the bathroom. These little distractions I've learned over the years that are strategies used by the enemy, used by Satan, to cause me not to listen to the things that are designed to save me. Uh, you will be surprised to know getting up and going to the bathroom or leaving the sanctuary when there's a lesson. First of all, it shows disrespect for God, disrespect for the ministry. But those little things that are designed to save me. And so when I miss those, I miss the part that is important to save me. And so I have to go over that exercise again. But God has been merciful, giving us lessons like we are having in this assembly. Over here in, in Romans, the 12th chapter, and I appreciate uh, Brother Singh taking his time uh, to, to deliver this word of God here in, on Wednesday night. And on every, every service, as a matter of fact, that, he, uh, that he, he speaks the word of God. And Over in uh, Romans, the 12th chapter, he touched so beautifully on Wednesday night. When Paul said, he says... Uh, 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 I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. I thought sacrifices are supposed to be dead. <laughs> but he wants us to be sacrifices. Living sacrifice. And that's not only a sacrifice. He says, holy and acceptable unto God. See, holiness, uh, it's a scarce commodity in Pentecost today. A holiness is a requirement by God before we can uh, be in, in the kingdom of God. We need to be holy. And holiness is not something that we can develop overnight. It takes a battle. It takes a struggle. It takes some sacrifice. It takes reading your Bible. It takes prayer. Prayer after prayer. Prayer after prayer. And uh, sometimes I pray. And my mind goes away. So I start over again. If I sit down and I pray and I fall asleep, then I'll stand up and pray so I won't fall asleep. 
But I'll, I'll read sometimes the Psalms gives us a, such a beautiful comfort most of the times. And I'll read the Psalm. Have you ever been in that place when you read a whole chapter and you don't even understand one thing or you remember anything that you read? Yeah. Well, that's the enemy. That's a design to distract you. And so what I'll do, I'll read it over again. And so to, for me to present my body as a living sacrifice and holy unto God, I need a place. I need a ministry that will be able to teach me the things of God. When Jesus made mention, I think it might have been in Matthew, when he says, This people draw it nigh unto me with their mouths. Every church, every Pentecostal church or Christian church in our nation today, uh, they can, you can enter in and they, when they sing a song, it sounds beautiful. The band plays beautiful. And everything is wa uh, wonderful in, in, in our ears. Uh, but is it acceptable unto God is, is the question. question. And he says, he says that this people draw it nigh unto me with their mouths. And we've got a lot of that. Mm -hmm. And honor me with their lips. But the problem is their hearts are far from me. Mm -hmm. You see, the heart... The scripture says is desperately wicked. And unless the Lord takes a hold of the heart and brings about a change, we are lost. When David said, he says, create in me a clean heart, O God. Why would David, a man after God's own heart, would pray that God would create in him a clean heart? Simply because David realized that the heart that he has, the present heart that he has, was too contaminated with sin. So much evil was in that heart. You see, it all starts with the mind. And you have a thought. And Satan, having put a thought into the heart of Judas Iscariot to betray the Lord Jesus, it starts with a little thought. And before you know it, if Judas had resisted that thought of betraying the Son of God, he would not have done that. And if every, today, if every person, every criminal would have stopped and considered the consequences of their actions, uh, the prisons today would have been empty. And if they had not followed the leading of their mind and being deceived, the prisoner, prisons would have been empty. But this, Satan is so subtle that he would do things and make things so appealing uh, to you or an individual that would cause them to get involved in a, a situation contrary to the word of God. And David said, he says, created me a clean heart. Oh God, and renew a right spirit. Not only creating a new heart, a clean heart, but renew a right spirit. And our spirit is, is, is very important. Mm -hmm. This people draw it nigh unto me with their mouths. And they honor me with their lips. But their hearts are far from me. See, tonight when God looks down in every church that is in our nation, and there might be thousands of individuals attending services, how many of those individuals would God see that are His people, that are serving God and worshiping God in spirit and in truth, that He would appreciate? There, there are thousands of churches and, and people tonight, or tomorrow Sunday, uh, coming to church and, and, and singing the praises and the hymns of God and feel good about it. But how many, when God looks down and he sees a thousand individuals or people in a church service, how many would he approve their worship, their prayer, or their sacrifice, their serving him? How many would he approve? Not everyone in that congregation. I wonder sometimes when the Lord looked down in our assembly, in our fellowship, how many people 
How many children of God would he see and say, that's mine, that's mine. I really appreciate it. I approve you. Uh, my worship is acceptable unto him. You see, presenting our bodies as a living sacrifice is one thing. But being holy is another thing. Being acceptable unto God is another thing. And so when uh, the scripture says, uh, uh, These people draw nigh to me with their mouths, and they honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. He says, in vain. In vain simply means without reward. He says, in vain do they worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. Too many religious organizations today are drifting, have drifted away from truth. Uh, Jesus said, he says, uh, he said, they shall know the truth. And the truth will set them free. Uh, Jesus said, he says, I am the way, uh, the truth, and the life. Unless we get to that place of asking God to give us truth. Truth, the reality of truth. And an understanding truth of the word of God. We would be worshiping God in vain. Yes. Well, I've attended service. I've attended church for 40 years. Well, I could have attended church for 40 years. And I've been serving God for 40 years in vain. Going to church is, is one thing. But worshiping God and serving God in spirit and in truth is another thing. God needs to take a hold of our minds. God needs to take a hold of our hearts. And that is why Paul said, he says, let this mind be in you. Amen. Which was also in Christ Jesus. The mind of Christ is not something easy to develop or you can buy that in the supermarket. The mind of Christ takes time. It takes an environment to help us to develop a mind of Christ. It takes an environment to help us to have a clean heart and to purify our hearts. And God has been good to this fellowship. God has been good to this assembly. I can speak for this assembly. God has been, really been good to us. I am not. You're looking at a person that's not the same since the pandemic started. This pandemic has not drifted me away from God. I'm telling you, it has drawn me closer to God. I am not afraid of society. I'm not afraid of the viruses. I'm not afraid of wars. I'm not afraid of evil around me. I respect God. I honor God because I know God is in control of every situation. And nothing can happen to me outside of His divine plan and His divine will. And that is why I can lift my hands up tonight. And you can join with me. Lifting our hands up and says, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. And let us exalt His name together. The Psalms bring comfort to my soul. This people draw nigh unto me with their mouths. He says, in vain do they worship me. Teaching for doctrines, the commandments of men. Too many churches today are focusing on the wars. And what's the, 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 the origin of this war? And the leadership on where he's coming from. And too many preachers today and organizations, religious organizations, spend more time uh, preaching and, 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 and focusing on something that will do absolutely nothing for your life spiritually. Not with, not, nothing for your spiritual growth and development. But when we have a lesson that's dealing with Romans the 12th chapter. Something like that is very important and valuable for us. More than watching the news and talking about a history of the wars. And going all kinds of history in the past. We need something. To deal with our spirits. We need something to deal with our hearts. A full knowledge of the wars and, 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 and the history would do nothing for us. 
is what's de- something that's designed by God, a place that's designed by God, a lesson that's designed by God to change us and to show us where we are wrong and our mistakes and our errors and our flaws. Point out, identify the weaknesses in our lives and give us the opportunity, not only identifying the weaknesses, but giving us the opportunity to change that God can take a hold of our minds and, and God can take a hold of our hearts and God can take a hold of our lives and change us Amen. so we can be fit and acceptable unto Him. I prefer lessons like those that could bring about a change in our lives. Too many homes are broken today. Too many marriages are broken today. Our focus is on the wrong things. We need to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Paul went on to say here, he says, uh, uh, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not confirmed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Our minds need to be renewed. It's a battle we are facing with. It's a battle and we, we're battling so much. When uh, I think it might have been Wednesday night also, we dealt with in a great house. Uh-huh. They're not only vessels of gold and silver. And he went on to talk about the different kinds of vessels. But it, what drew my attention was some to honor uh-huh. and some to dishonor. Uh-huh. You know what it did to me? It made me examine my life. And when I'm examining my life, you see, for too long, we have been engaged in examining everybody else apart from ourselves. But I look at myself and I ask myself the question, am I a vessel of honor? And what would make me a vessel of honor? Am I doing the things my daily activity would not reflect Christ in every way? Am I doing it on the outward appearance only that you can look at me and I can have a necktie and a suit on and, and say Jesus is Lord and, and you when well, you see me you see me as a Christian externally but when God looks he doesn't look at the necktie he doesn't look at the good hairstyle he doesn't look at a good suit or good shoes that I have or, or the watch I have or whatever I have on the outward when God looks at me he looks beyond all of that and he sees the heart and this is where we need to get our lives examined and if my heart is not panting after God, like David said, as a heart panted after the water brook, so panted my soul after thee, O God. If I don't hunger and thirst after righteousness, I will not be saved. But too many individuals and people and organizations are panting after recognition. They hunger and thirst after fame and a good education. I think God needs to be priority in our lives. God needs to be priority in our homes. God needs to be priority in our marriages. A house is not a home. Remember that. We we try as much as possible. We focus on renovating our homes and repainting our our houses. As a matter of fact, we redecorate our houses. But the house is not the home. We need to change our vision and change our views of things and start redecorating our homes. 
May God help us as we can redecorate our homes. It starts with redecorating our own lives. Redecorating the things that we, the way we think. Our lifestyle. Our behavior. Our speech. The way we talk. The things that make us excited. Excited. And happy. The things we were attracted to. We need to have God in everything that Christ, be, that Christ will fill all things, Paul said. Whatever we do on the job, would my co-worker know that I'm a Christian? Would the grocery store know that I'm a Christian? You know, it's wonderful to hear when our pastor tells us that he goes to Dollarama. Not wonderful that he goes to Dollarama. But a wonderful thing that everybody knows him in Dollarama. When he goes to McDonald's or he goes to the grocery store, everybody knows him. As a matter of fact, when you walk in society, you should be recognized that you're different. Christ should be seen and manifested in you. When we have to hide and do things, that's called hypocrisy. But Christ might be reflected in our speech, in the way we walk, the way we talk, even our food. Christ should be reflected. You see, this pandemic has allowed us not, not teach us uh, hygiene, proper hygiene. We knew about hygiene before this pandemic. But allow us to see uh, where we stand in God. Our faithfulness, our rededication in Him. Paul said, he went on to say here, he says, uh, he says, for I say uh, through the grace that was given unto me that every man that is among you should not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think. They are preachers. And I've, I've heard preachers mention. And they're trying to, to use prophecies in our time. No, 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 no. They felt that, you know, we sing that song, Standing Somewhere in the Shadows You'll Find Jesus. We used to sing that back home in the West Indies. Standing somewhere in the shadows you'll find Jesus. You know why you'll find Jesus? They would find Jesus in the shadows. Because they're standing in the limelight. Not in this church. Jesus is being placed on the highest pedestal in this church. And may Christ be placed on the highest pedestal. Not in the church, in this building, but in our lives. Because we are the church. We are the temple of God. The first song, I think, the prelude that we had tonight was, Lord, make me a... Was it one of the songs, make me a temple? Is it make me a temple? At the beginning, Lord, make me a temple. I want to be a temple. A dwelling, a sanctuary. Lord, make me a sanctuary. It's good to walk into the sanctuary of God here and, and see the saints of God and serve God in the sanctuary. It's valuable and more precious when God can find me as a sanctuary. At home, wherever I go, the Holy Spirit, Spirit dwells in me. And I can manifest His holiness and His righteousness. Not to be exalted. You know, there was a character in the Bible that was called, uh, 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 um, was called Nebuchadnezzar. When Nebuchadnezzar built Babylon. And he says, isn't this great Babylon that I have built? By my might and my power. When, when, when credit is given to an individual and God is being placed in the side. It's dangerous. 
But may God hold priority in our lives wherever we are. See, Nebuchadnezzar, even though the evil that he has done, do you know that in Jeremiah, uh, I think it might have been the 29th chapter of Jeremiah, God says, he says, Nebuchadnezzar, my servant. You know, he used Nebuchadnezzar as his servant. Before it was all over, Nebuchadnezzar repented and put his eyes up unto God and his senses returned unto him. So what's happening today in society? We should not be fastened or, uh, and, and, and attracted so much with politics and what's happening. Our attention should be more on God than ever. We should seek more of God than ever. Today is a time that we need to ask God to help us. Amen. As our nation is suffering around the world, the Ukraine is suffering. And I've seen when young ones, when moms don't have a drop of milk for their children. When a dad's grabbing his son and running down the street with one leg blown off with his little boy in his hand. Sad. May God help us. We look at that and we see it like a movie. But it's coming to North America. Believe it, it's coming around the world. Unless God save us, we will be doomed and lost. Mm -hmm. Righteousness exalted a nation, but sin is a reproach unto any people. We need to get back on our knees. We need to get down and fasting and praying. Stop feasting and fasting and calling upon God for His mercy and His grace. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. He says, then I'll hear from heaven and forgive their sins and heal their land. I wonder what it means when it says this earth shall reel, reel to and fro like a drunkard. Do we have a bright future? Without God, we don't have a bright future. But with God, but God is leading and he's directing a child of God. You know, today we were talking about if there's a prophet in our time that will tell us exactly what's going to happen tomorrow. <laughs> it will be a day. But it's going to be sad because if a prophet like that exists, either the people will kill him or the people would be lackadaisical and, and, and get to a place they don't want to pray no more because the prophet is doing that for me. The prophet's going to tell us something. But every one of us, I cannot live on the experience of my pastor. Come on. I cannot live on the experience on the salvation of my parents. I cannot live on the experience of my neighbor, of, my, of every saint of God in the church. I have to have my own experience and my own connection with to God for myself. Amen. And that is why I need God more than ever in my life today. Yes. Amen. Amen. Perilous times shall come, Paul said, when men shall be lovers of their own selves. Proud, heady, high-minded. Lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Not only are these wars talking about pleasure. I mean uh, uh, perilous times. But perilous times is when. Because iniquity shall abound. The love of many will wax cold. I look at our congregation tonight. And I'm surprised that it's not packed out. Because we're the, the band. This restriction is lifting. 
I would imagine when we had the start of the pandemic, uh, people were complaining, oh my God, I want the church. This, this mask and this, this uh, uh, distance away from church is, is a terrible thing. We want to get back to that. When God opens up the way, His people has always been a rebellious people. But we need to get to that place and we get to that place again to recognize God for who He is. Nuclear powers would not protect our nation. No, our armies would not protect our nation. Our politicians would not protect our nation. You think the price of gas is high now? You wait and, until a few year, days or, or weeks or months or years from now. You can have all the gas you want, but if there's no food, how can you survive? But when we learn to trust God, I was young, but now I'm old. Yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed begging bread. God would always make a way for his people. God would always make a way for his people. And tonight, I am appreciative to God. I feel so happy in my heart to understand that God is still in control of every situation. We could have been worse than the way we are. But by his grace and his mercy, here we are in church tonight, worshiping him. And the opportunity we have to serve him. But we want him to help us to make all the changes and the requirements in our lives to be where he wants us to be. Amen. This time, why don't we sing? We have a special from, from the dean. We're going to sing a, a song. And let's get involved with the singing. And may God touch us. Let's all stand. And we're going to sing. I'm, I'm, Yes, we're going to sing, I'm going to live the way He wants me to live. I'm going to do the things God wants us to do and make it a prayer from our hearts tonight. We need God. Saints of God, we need God in our lives today more than ever. God help us. Amen.
Father, tonight we call upon your name. As your children, Lord, we can go to no other source but you. Father, tonight we know that there is so much disappointment and discouragement and frustration in the hearts of your people. Around the world, Lord, when we look at the news, it's so depressing. and It's so sad to see that there are so many individuals, children and family that are torn apart and Homes are broken and marriages are shattered and lives that are tattered, O oh Father. But we know tonight you're able to pick up the pieces. You're able to reunite families together. You're able to heal wounds that are, are so painful and hard. O oh Father, tonight we bring all these nations before you. We bring your people before you. We bring the church before you. We ask for mercy. We ask for mercy tonight. We ask for mercy and grace. Lord, help us, we pray, that our focus will be on you, that our hearts would be renewed and our minds would be renewed. Let the Holy Spirit take full control of our minds, we pray. We try so often, Lord, to do that which is right. And because of our humanity, our foot would slip and we would fall and we would be condemned. But tonight, we thankful for your word, for the truth of your word. Oh God, we know we can overcome sin. We know we can overcome the adversary. We know we can be strong by the grace of God in our lives, Father. We appreciate you sending your son Jesus to die on the cross. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And we believe with all of our hearts that by his stripes... We are healed. I pray tonight for a healing. Healing of our minds. Healing of our spirits. Healing of our souls. Healing of our relationship, oh God. And healing most of all of our dedication and commitment to you. Help us, we pray, as we commit our future in your hands. Bless our service tomorrow, we pray. In Jesus' most precious name we ask it. Amen, amen and amen and amen. Praise the Lord.
Remember your offering.